Welcome to Jaipur Bites, the JLF podcast. I'm your host, Laksh Tata. This episode is a live session from day three of Jaipur Lit Fest 2023. And it's called Age of Vice. Deepti Kapoor in conversation with Marlon James. guys congratulations on the book coming out um thank you marlon it's just such a pleasure to be um to have you as an early supporter it's it's yeah, yeah it, it feels like you're my mascot can yeah, i say that i just that? realized i still had this on i almost yeah. look like a complete jerk on stage yeah, i was know, wondering right? i was gonna i was oh gonna say um i was gonna go <laughs> back and get my glasses <laughs> i just realized yeah. um yeah it's, it's funny it's I mean, I was certainly thrilled by this novel, which is an understatement, but I don't know if I'd call it a thriller. No, I wouldn't call it a thriller yeah. either. But, I, but yeah. I do think that it is, it is, is a novel that is definitely trying to come to grips with crime. And can we talk about that? What, what, when did you know that crime itself was going to be a centerpiece of this? So, the, so I think what I was trying to do, and, and this all of this was revealed to me in, while I was writing it. Right. So it was this idea of, I don't read lots of crime genre thrillers mm -hmm. myself, and I, w I wanted to use the tropes and conventions of a thriller mm -hmm. in order to create something larger and stranger and right. more unstable. I think un instability is a really important word mm -hmm. to me. Instability, an unstable world, uh, uh, that reflects the current times that we live in. Mm -hmm. And crime, well, it, it, this is how I came to that, is, mm -hmm. is this kind of really long, circuitous uh, route, is that I, I had an idea to write a sort of Delhi Gatsby, yeah. or even a Less Than Zero. I hung out with a lot of... It's weird how that always happens. Yeah. You start a trend to write one novel, and it ends up being something completely different. Yeah, exactly. So, that, <laughs> so what... Um, I, I was figuring out what to do after my first novel came out. A couple mm -hmm. of ideas I had were rejected. And, um, well, you know, my agent at the time said, you know, just, you're always telling me these outrageous stories of all these rich people you used to <laughs> hang out with. Just write about them. So I thought, okay. And, and from there, and, and then, well, the whole, like, this is what I'm going to do, write about rich people, mm -hmm. I realized was, gonna, was very similar to my first novel. And... Then I started to think I also needed to pay the bills. Right. I had to, if I want to exist and survive as a professional writer, I need to sell. Can't yeah. write like strange novels, little novels all the time. Mm -hmm. So what if I started with a car crash? Right. And what if the wrong person goes, is blamed and goes to jail? Mm -hmm. And what if there's this criminal family which sort of exists in that gray area between being gangsters and businessmen and they are you know responsible for whatever's happening mm -hmm. and what if there's the son of the the boss who wants to do his own thing mm -hmm. and you have uh, a, a, a sort of more a, a journalist who's curious and naive and morally compromised and I, I, those were the early seeds and then from there that was one part of it and then the other part was 
Uh, realizing that, you know, I, I was very interested in the processes of corruption. Mm -hmm. I wanted to look into corruption and crime because crime just... Um, it, in UP specifically, where right. some of the novel is based, crime does feed the large amounts of money that's made. Right. And, and, and it was just really interesting to look at the corruption, power, abuse of power, its relationship with, with politics, with, with crime, with mm -hmm. influence, with journalism. I mean, if you, you know, modern India today is, is about corruption, morality, family, religion and crime. So mm -hmm. it just felt like every, all those themes came together. Yeah. It's funny because it, 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 it also felt to me like a Jamaican novel. Right. And it felt like a Sri Lankan novel. It felt like a, certainly like a Mexican novel. And a, a lot of times, you know, I remember reading um, Jessica Hagedorn's novel Dog Eaters, which is set in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, you know, reading it, this is the greatest novel of Jamaica I've ever read. <laughs> but it's set, it's set in the Philippines. And one of the things I was thought about the craziness of, of that novel and of where I come from, you always feel like you're in the middle of a gang assassination, a political election, and a beauty contest. Yeah. <laughs> All at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it makes me wonder, you know, how much of this novel did you know of like, before you really got into writing it? Well, how much of the novel or how much of the world? How much of the work? Yeah, because like, I know when I was writing Brief History, um, like you, I started out trying to write my shortest novel. You know, I, I tried to that write a novella. Really well. huh? That worked out really I well. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a weirdo trying to write a short book always ends up being the reverse. But, I really, but it, the reason why it ended up being long is when I was at, say, page 50, I, there's no way I could tell you what would have happened, eventually happened on page 600. Right. And I wonder if that is one of the things that happened with this novel, where it almost, not necessarily got out of control from you, but became such a thing you weren't even expecting. Oh, yeah. I mean, my process of, of writing is quite chaotic and unpredictable. Mm -hmm. So I, I started, like you, um, I mean, I started knowing what my, the, the start would be. Mm -hmm. I knew the main characters. And they were all inspired by people I've met. But then once you create those characters, it's mm -hmm. like a little bit like artificial intelligence. You, you, you're running the program, and mm -hmm. then the characters become sentient and yeah. start to do their own thing. They become their own people. Yeah, and then you're just like running after them and trying yeah. to control them and figure out what's going on and, and just trying to like bring them back into the fold. And, and, mm -hmm. and, it, just, and it just grows and grows and grows from there. Yeah. So, um, for, you know, I don't know if how many people have read the novel, but, you know, introducing a kind of main character right, at the, right in the third act mm -hmm. is, is certainly, I mean, now that I think of it, is, is maybe, maybe, maybe not the conventional thing to do. <laughs> and, but but he, he just, Sunil Resto, he just came to me. Yeah. And, and then I had, to, I had to deal with him. I had mm -hmm. to like insert him into the novel and then I had to like uh, manipulate everything else around him. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just something I have to do. I can't, it's, it's almost like your rational self is working against your subconscious. Mm -hmm. And you're trying to like figure out the the way between. Yeah. 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 It's 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 weird how that that happens when when you're, I see your characters become people and they stop taking crap from you. Yeah. Yeah. And and they they you, I, I I I I compare it to basically being a journalist for Imagine People. Yeah. That you're really after a while you're just barely hanging on as a writer. You're just along for the ride. Yeah. 
And when that happens, it's mm -hmm. amazing, right? <clears throat> yeah. When that, when that moment comes. Was can... it ever scary, though? Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I won't lie. Towards the end, mm -hmm. very, very scary. Yeah. But I was also, um, I remember uh, when I was finishing the manuscript, right. I was trying to send it to Frankfurt in time for Frankfurt. I had to, I suddenly got um, enough, uh, a job. Uh, I used to do freelance journalism mm -hmm. and I suddenly got an offer to go and um, basically drive around um, Lisbon and, and, and drink wine for a mm -hmm. travel magazine. And, <laughs> and that was a week before I had to hand in the manuscript. Hey, work so, is work. Yeah, it's okay. And <laughs> uh, anyway, it was, um, it was, it's, it's occasionally very scary, but mm -hmm. it can also be very joyous. Yeah. Um, I'm curious which, if you remember which character appeared to you first or who you think who do you who did you start with first yeah okay um well i think i started with the neda because the journalist why did i think you're gonna say aj no no oh, yeah. ajay came <laughs> ajay, when ajay I, right yeah when i got to ajay that's when i had my novel oh right so i started with neda okay scratches a third of these questions <laughs> um go <laughs> Um, cause mm. Neda is a core of me, she right. was a journalist, but I was a journalist in my 20s and I sort of transplanted yeah. my... See, I was resisting asking that. Oh. Like, how much of you being a journalist affected your journalist character? Well, everyone's been asking that question. Why, are you being <laughs> I sensitive? I want to be everybody. Oh, no. Well, there you go. <laughs> You're not everybody, so, uh -huh. yeah. Um, she has a core of me, but... Mm -hmm. um, the excessive driving and working life, the rest of her is made up. Right. Uh, I, you know, I came from a scrappier family, more conservative. I gave her right. cool parents. I gave her an amazing address in Delhi. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, just, it's always interesting to put something of you in your characters because there's right. a degree of exposure, which I find very interesting mm -hmm. as a writer. Um, and then, Sunny. Right. Um, based on lots of young boys and men that I've known. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I remember the novel wasn't, it wasn't there, you know, right. I was thinking about how to structure it, what to do. And I met a young boy in the mountains who inspired the character of Ajay. Right. And I, he had a story of loss, but he was full of hope and optimism. He had been mm -hmm. sent by his family to work. Um, and then I took him, this young boy, and the young men that I used to see working in these private mansions in Delhi, and that, when that character came together, when Ajay came together, right. that's really when I could start working on the novel. So in a way, I could say Ajay was the first character. Right. Is he... I'm wondering if, if he's kind of the soul of the novel, because he, he, you know, he, he eventually becomes... Um, pr pretty brutal and efficient and, and, and really an instrument of destruction, but in a weird way, he never loses his innocence. Yeah. And I wondered if, if, if he was kind of like the soul of the book. Yeah, he, I, I think so. What mm -hmm. do you, I mean, this is because when you're he is the sort of he's the only despite the violence mm -hmm. and everything he is the only one in a way who's incorruptible right you know but his but his loyalty to sunny mm -hmm. and his identification with him mm -hmm. uh it proves to be his undoing so yeah. 
I'm, you know, there's a kind of emptiness in Ajay, and then he, it, because he has no identity, and when he ties his identity to that of Sunny, he, you, there is a very real danger of him yeah. becoming corrupted mm -hmm. by Sunny's corruption. So, so that's what I wanted to work with. But if you, st if if you can, st if you, do you think he's still the soul of the novel despite everything towards mm -hmm. the end, despite his violence? What do you? I mean, well, I'm, I'm always I mean, interested to know what you think. I mean, I'm always the wrong person to ask because I write so much violence. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. so I can have somebody <laughs> kill tons of people and still be yeah. the soul of a book. I think in, because in, in, in a way, because he, uh, he is so shaped by outside forces and other people that I, I there's a part of me when i'm reading this not and this is not spoiling a novel because i don't think that this may happen in 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 the fall in a sequel that the day he looks in the mirror and actually recognizes himself this world is going to explode yeah that's <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm um that's what i'm working on mm -hmm. yeah oh we should point out that this is the first of yeah. three yeah yeah. novels so, and um and i'm assuming most of the characters quite a few of the characters will reappear oh yeah of course in the yeah. following yeah. in the following volumes um speaking of you know violence what is your approach to writing that and i said there's somebody who gets into all sorts of crap over violence all the time so i'm interested in systems of violence more mm -hmm. than violence right you know, and, and what perpetuates violence. And I find it really hard to write violent acts as a writer. I just think mm. I don't have the ability to write those crisp scenes, you know, of mm. just of, of violence. Which is totally not true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I'm a, and I also, uh, psychic and psychological violence is much mm. more interesting to me. Yeah. Than, than, than physical violence, but then that psychic, uh, that violence, the psychological violence leads to the physical violence. Mm -hmm. so, so I feel like I wanted to reflect the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. The world is violent. I wanted to make a very strong connection between the sort of civilized world of Delhi that Neda and right. Sunny are operating in, but the land in UP that feeds that wealth in Delhi, and mm -hmm. that land is violent, yeah. and that's that was important to me. So, so it's mm. it, it's it's all it's an inescapable reality of the world that I'm writing about. I'm not going to shy away yeah. from writing it. I, I I run into that a lot, particularly with Western critics, which is me being nice and nicer of saying white critics, um, where it, there is this there's this idea of one restraint as a value and i've always thought it's not restraint it's just failure of nerve yeah yeah you know, and i think also that violence is violence is violent yeah and it's supposed to be and and if it's not disturbing you then it's not effective as a scene and and, and i thought about that because especially when reading your book because it made me figure figure oh i wasn't crazy then <laughs> <laughs> with some of the stuff that that i you know that i write because it's one, I know for me, I am interested in what harm does to bodies. And I'm also interested in, you know, the aftermath of, of so on, like um, suffering and so on, and these things. You know, it's, it's funny, I remember I was um, on a 
interview and it didn't air, so I know I struck a nerve. <laughs> it was this interview and it was the same old thing they asked me, why is the book so violent, blah, 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 and so on. And I usually explain it, and then, but then I shot down the question back at the interviewer. I was like, why are you acting like you don't dig violence? You're totally into it. Yeah. So, you know, we were watching, say, Superman. Mm. Superman is attacking Zod in Metropolis, a city with nearly 20 million people. We are supposed to, we are supposed to accept that they evacuated everybody in 15 seconds. Yeah. No, Superman killed a couple million people. And so on, and, and there's this, or, or James Bond, or John Wick, yeah. and they, they're, they will kill dozens of people, walk off into the sunset, and we're fine with it. Yeah. We're like, what happened to, you know, a lot of brothers, fathers, sister, sisters, so on, died. And again, to that, that, that there, there is an idea that um, violence, if you're going to write it, should be bloodless, yeah. or we shouldn't see the cost of it. And the thing is, and one of the things I like about your book is, is that somebody pays. It's not always the person who inflicts the violence who pays for it, though. Yeah. Which is kind of how it works in, in, in these worlds and the countries and the, 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 the societies we, we write about. Um, and then the, 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 the third part of that little trilogy, of course, of that, that, that triumvirate is politics. Yeah. And... Uh, um, did you know that um, eventually the novel would, 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 would have to veer into politics? Oh, yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I think that it was always, it, it was implicit in, in the first page itself. Mm -hmm. Because you have the, the, just the politics of this, this young man um, going to jail. And, mm -hmm. and then first being treated like a common criminal and then them realizing, wait a minute, he's connected to a powerful family mm -hmm. and he gets protection. And then you want to know why. Right. Uh, and and um, like I wanted to show all the, the glamour and the, 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 the glitz mm -hmm. and, and the luxury of this world because I was also part of it in, mm -hmm. in a very adjacent way. Right. But, and then there's an accounting as you called the consequences it's mm -hmm. very important that i then go to the the that foundation of that luxury mm -hmm. it's based on extreme inequality it's based on suffering that someone is always paying the price for those glamorous nights right and the violence is very interesting because yeah i mean i, I couldn't even imagine um having this world and not having people who are doing you know, violent mm -hmm. acts to each other because that just does happen all the time. Right. And um, I've been thinking a lot about the, there's been Americans and mm. white people um, who are upset with the way the, the third act of the, you know, of the novel unfolds right. because you have suddenly this character come in and he's, he's, a, he's basically a psychopath yeah. and, and, and he's gleefully telling his story mm -hmm. and they just want more of Ajay. They yeah. want sweet, innocent Ajay. And it was, for me, it was really important to, to be like, yes, the, the, the most valued, cherished, identifiable character mm. will go and you'll be left with the worst because that's really the world we live in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I also thought when I got to that section, I remember it. And I remember thinking, oh, wait, okay, where is this going? Where yeah. is this going? I, I've, I've told her this story, and I can't repeat what I exactly said because I'll be banned from this festival. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and you I, can tell him. Uh, nah, no. 
I already got into trouble here before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and it was, it was it, I remember thinking, because I was reading it on the beach, and I was telling, telling my partner, wow, I think this book just skidded off the rails. Yeah. And it's gone in this direction, and it's going, and it's skidding, and it's skidding, and it's skidding, and it's skidding. And then it skids into the most perfect plot twist I've ever read. And I said a word I will not repeat on the stage. <laughs> but I said, because, <laughs> but the, the thing about it, though, that I thought of, and this may also be in a response to certain ways in which Western critics read the book, is that it's a very non-Western way of telling a story. Like, if you read Indian stories, if you read um, a lot of Chinese stories and African stories, you, you, you expect digressions. You yeah. expect a character to show up in the yeah. third act who becomes yeah. super important. Yeah. Or we stop the book to go, we're going to talk about flowers. Yeah. Or so on. Right. And it's a very... None. I, I, I if, how much of it was that? That is just, you're not writing a Western book. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't even think at that point of time that, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to suddenly... They want that neat, contained story where mm -hmm. you have the, the hero's journey, which is Ajay. Yeah. And I, I was thinking of this yesterday. What if I did this with Ajay that he does a prison break, you mm -hmm. know? And then he goes to Varanasi to rescue his sister from the brothel. And, yeah. and you don't, we, you know, we're not going to actually talk about the violence, but you, you know, show his journey. Mm -hmm. Everyone would have adored it. Yeah. You know, it would have been the perfect novel. Yeah. Yeah. But I just couldn't do that. I mean, I didn't even think about doing that. No. Because, yeah. Because it has to reflect this instability, drama, danger, thrills, all mm. of that is, is, it, I'm not interested in creating that perfect story. I remember saying once, and I think I got into flack for that, every writer of color knows how to write a critically acclaimed novel. Yeah. And which is not to say our novels aren't acclaimed, but we know there's certain kind of, con certain kind of concepts, concepts, concepts and conceits that a lot of writers or a lot of reviewers check off as this is what we want. Right. You know, like we even, people even this edit, this is what we want from an Indian novel. This is what we want. We want, you know, we want lush beauty yeah. and quietly observed suffering. Yeah. You Basically. know, as, <laughs> as it, yeah. Yeah, I had a, a few years back, I met a, 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 an old English couple on mm -hmm. holiday and they asked me. I know me, where this is going. No, <laughs> they asked me the title of my novel. So I said, well, um, it's Age of Vice. And they mm -hmm. were like, Age of Rice? <laughs> wow. And, and then immediately I could see the lady imagining, because you know, they were big. They, they went to Sri Lanka every year. Oh, yeah, they have a 1,000-page novel in the head already. Yeah, yeah. It's three generations on a rice plantation mm -hmm. in South India, you know, discussing their lives. There, there's forbidden romance. More, there's yeah. lives, there's loves, there's conflict and struggle. And, and by the end of it, you're filled with this, this, this deep sense of how, you know, Indian, India or the East yeah. is just so lush and exotic yeah. and beautiful. And, and we all have tea. Yeah. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah, and 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 and, uh, and ultimately, I mean, when we're when you know when we're talking um, certainly about African American lit, we talk about the white gaze and yeah. or whatever that might mean. But also that ultimately, you have to write the novel that the novel that's in your head should be the thing that comes down on the page, as opposed to what people expect it is. It is. Did you at any time find yourself worrying about what? 
have this idea about what this novel should be that kind of was against what was really in your heart that you want to write? No, I, I never, I, if I start to worry about that, I mm -hmm. don't think I'll be able to write. The only thing I have to worry about is like the voices in my head and mm -hmm. all the, you know, by the end it was, there was so much going on, right? you know, and I used to have these tension headaches because mm -hmm. I had to keep all the world in, in, in my head. And, and it's also about what you know, and you have to translate to the page because you know everything mm -hmm. you want to make sure that the reader isn't confused mm -hmm. that is more important than what the novel should be just yeah. making sure that everything is in place how do you work does that me oh i just basically go through fear and paranoia yeah and trying to figure it out and just you know i i i i get to the point where i'll just say you know what i'll leave it until my i'll leave it in until my editor takes it out right okay. and it usually so you trust your editor yeah, yeah more than i trust myself okay um <laughs> so far, it, 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 you know, it works. Um, do you make notes? Because I, I make tons of notes. Do you look at them? No. Same. <laughs> I, uh, I, I make so many notes uh -huh. and they're all over. And then the entire, the, I think the idea of note taking is that in one day, if, you know, they're like captives on the page mm -hmm. and they're screaming from the dungeons and if the wind is right, I'll hear them. Yeah. And that's it. But otherwise, I never go back to the I dungeons. never, I think I use it to just clear my head. Yeah. Because I just can't handle more than two thoughts in my head at once. Yeah. And I will, and sometimes, right, making those notes is figuring it out. But you're right, I never go back to them. Yeah. I'm glad you say that because I, I'm always guilty about the fact that I don't look at my notes enough yeah. and I'm missing something out. I'm like, at least I make them. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, yeah I mean, leave it for the next novel from my biographer or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I um, Then, you know, the other thing that happens though with novels like yours and novels like ours is then people go, are you making a statement about India? Oh. Yeah. I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm telling a story about India. Yeah. I'm not telling the story. I always I, I say yeah, that. Yeah, nobody thinks The Godfather is a story about Italy. Yeah. I mean, it's a story about capitalism mm -hmm. and America. Yeah. And I think that Age of Ice is also a story of capitalism mm -hmm. and, and crony capitalism and, and the social implications of the, of the economic liberalization that started in the 90s. So mm -hmm. we've had 30 years of you know, a so-called modern vision for right. India and what all has happened and how has that affected everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's what I was more interested in doing. But it was through the eyes of the characters. I'm never, I, I, I'm, I mean, there are themes that you can draw out when you read the novel and that's right. for other people, right. not for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, when we, we exchange emails, we were talking about things we, we like in novels, like weirdness. What does that mean for you? What's weird about this? Um, just the digressions. The mm -hmm. I'm always interested in that, in that, you know, there's this tension between the world, like reality, and that there's always mm -hmm. something going on in the, in, in beneath. Right. And I, I'm, I'm really influenced by David Lynch. Yeah. You know, I love, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, you know, by, by the fact that you start something, you start a film and you think it's ostensibly about, you know, we're, we're going to try and find out who the killer of Laura Palmer mm -hmm. is, but then it goes off. Right. And, and as you said, we've been talking about this. I, this is, this is just, I think your influence is what you read. Mm -hmm. um, they'd seep into your work, what yeah. you watch, what you're interested in. And, right. and I've always been interested in just strange writers, right. strange films. Yeah. Just not, you know, like, uh, just not being too straight. Yeah. Yeah. 
and and that's how you are as well. Yeah, I um, although strange for me can be a lot of things. Like I remember what I was trying to get in the get in the mind of of um, this criminal person spending one day with him, and actually the inspiration was Mrs. Dalloway. Oh really? Yeah. Wow. And weirdly enough, getting the cut flowers herself, even though the guy was right about to kill an entire room of people. Just to show your yeah. influences, good. but yeah. it's yeah, it's um, because I, you know I remember the first time I read read um Gabriel Garcia Marquez mm-hmm. and Salman Rushdie, yeah, and just the whole idea of of I actually didn't know you could do that, yeah, in stories, and I didn't know you could you could bend storytelling in such a way, you know. Although I'm sure both both of them would say they're just they're just doing what they learned from Arabian Nights, right? Yeah, yeah, and um that they, we've always had these different ways of telling a story. Yeah. Um, you know, I, might, I shouldn't even ask, but I'm going to ask anyway. Who do you think you're going to start with in the next one? Oh, I've, I'm starting <laughs> with Ajay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I kind of figured, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, and, then, and then I'm, you know, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. Neda. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I'm, I'm technically I'm starting with Neda, but then it goes to Ajay pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But you know how these things change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll be curious because the one thing is that I mean, time plays such a huge role in this in this yeah. first novel, and and it it goes through literal lifetimes. Yeah. Um, if there's a map, one reason why I think I think Ajay Ajay is the the um, soul of it is that it literally kind of maps his time frame. Yeah, his life. And I, it, and I, and I'm wondering. As you go forward, is time also still playing such a role, or is it more immediate, or do you see stuff going decades? Oh yeah, yeah, time mm-hmm. does play. Um, not decades, right. but a uh, few years. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, I think it ends in 2008, and then I'm going to start a few years later because mm-hmm. I want to see at least what the passage of a few years have done mm-hmm. to the lives of the characters. Right. And and then you start because if mm. you start immediately after the events, it's it's just like it doesn't make sense yeah. in a way. And then I also want to reflect that India at that current moment, right? Where it was uh, 2012, 13. You mm. know, there was it, it, things had changed. Yeah. And and yeah. So so that's where I'm. And and then it's going to keep going. I mean, it's it's going to be a, always a few years. I'm not going to just. Uh, it's not going to be one year in the life. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So. I like gaps in a novel. I've always yeah. liked it, and, yeah. and and leaps and so on. Um, craft question: When do you know you're done? Oh, um, so two answers: when when you're <laughs> <laughs> when your editor is basically sending you frantic emails, uh-huh. trying to call you, and you put your phone off. Um, and and actually, I don't know. No, I, I'm I'm always. The ending is always really difficult for me. Yeah. Yeah. I always know in hindsight, like yeah. I will know twenty pages after that this book ended twenty pages ago. Wow. Yeah. And I think part of it too is that I I don't want to let go of these people because I actually yeah. do get a kind of postpartum depression when I finish a book. Same. Yeah. Um I do miss them terribly and then I go, Oh wait, if I finish a book I have to join the real world now. Yeah. And I'll go back and see that my friends have things like babies. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh crap! All this stuff was happening when I was trying to write this book. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's. But I also sometimes just, you know, most of my books don't end; they just stop. Yeah. 
same. Yeah. And, and I, I'm, I'm always, I think, criticized for that. Um, yeah. yeah. There's always the, the weird ending mm -hmm. criticism that comes because there's like that certain kind of novel that is so, mm -hmm. so contained mm -hmm. and has a perfect ending. I don't know how to do that. But I don't yeah. think humans have perfect endings, yeah. though. And I think, I think especially novels like yours where you are so, the, the characters are guiding it so much yeah. that that's how lives are. Lives don't end, they stop or they're interrupted or they change or they change in, in profound ways that nobody can go back to. Yeah. Um, and also when you don't, I mean, I, I don't outline. So, mm -hmm. so if I'm allowing a certain, my subconscious to dictate the, the characters, mm -hmm. then that some, you know, you, the subconscious is not telling me how to end it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just carry on. Yeah. And the characters keep, they keep living. Yeah. Do I remember a question? I'm glad you, I remember now a question I was going to ask that I almost forgot. Were there any characters that were, that eluded you, that were particularly hard to write? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What, all of them? Oh, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I think uh, trying to imagine the life of a, a mafia don, mm -hmm. Bunty, was hard because, um, you know, he's this mysterious shadowy figure mm -hmm. and, and, and trying to project myself into his, his mind was... Mm -hmm was difficult. No. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure I should reveal this. Yeah. <laughs> was, yeah. was Neha the easiest or is that too easy a question? Uh, Neha was, was, was easy because I was basically using my own complicity and compromise. Mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was dealing with I emotions that I can, I, I can tap into easily. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, Neha was, was, was easier than mm -hmm. the others. But there's always like bits which are easy and then other bits which are just not yeah you know? um yeah so, so and it's interesting as a woman when i'm writing men mm -hmm. you know how how to make them what to make you know you always like there, there's the con there's always this argument or there's a you know a lot of chat and talk mm -hmm. about men writing women right and i know that you've talked about that right. before right mm -hmm. yeah and it's also about women writing men yeah especially when you're writing violent men so, ah. Yeah. I remember asking asking an actress actually who played a man in a role in a uh, split Hitler of all people, right. and asked her what did you learn about playing men? And mm. she says what she says I just needed to learn one thing and everything fell in place. And so what is it? it says men take up too much space. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember once I was at Starbucks and I was sitting down to write, to write and I realized I put my book here laptop here I had two fake drinks here so nobody would disturb and i go oh my god i'm that guy yeah yeah i'm not gonna disagree <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of jepper bites i'm your host lakshdatta this podcast is produced by launchora in association with teamwork arts Please follow or subscribe to this show wherever you're listening to this to be notified about new episodes.